WDEL On Demand, brought to you by Stanley Steamer. Air duct cleaning. Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Well, aftershocks from Kanye West visiting President Trump of the White House. Themes all sides see double standards. Philip Bump, national correspondent, the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. And uh, what strikes you the most about uh, this rather surreal time at the White House yesterday? Uh, it, was, it was definitely surreal. I mean, I think that uh, people are probably reading a little more into the political ramifications of this thing than they ought. I'm not sure there are any real significant political ramifications. Uh, but the, the, to the point that you just made, it is somewhat remarkable to see how the response to Kanye West showing up at the White House differs uh, than the response that uh, Barack Obama saw when uh, hip-hop artists and others came to the White House during his administration. There was this infamous Fox News story, for example, Fox Nation story, that said uh, Obama's hip-hop barbecue doesn't create any jobs, which was sort of uh, par for the course in terms of the the reaction that that Obama engendered when he had similar guests at the White House. Well, i got to say, considering we had... uh... Uh, critics of previous presidents saying that they don't dignify the Oval Office, don't always wear a suit, unlike Ronald Reagan, who did. And then we have these expletives that we can't even suggest on the air that flowed freely yesterday. That seems surreal. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's not terribly surprising. I mean, if you invite someone who is controversial and, and sort of speaks their mind to the, to the White House the way that President Trump did with Kanye West, it's not surprising that would result. But it's just, it is just once again stark, uh, the, the standard to which President Trump is held as opposed to past presidents. You're absolutely right. Obama uh, was criticized for putting his feet on a desk, and he was criticized for any number of other sort of infractions which are uh, which sort of pale next to some of the things we've seen in recent months. On the other hand, I have to confess, I, I didn't follow some of the hip-hop artist visits uh, to of the Oval Office when President Obama was president, I wouldn't be able to say uh, that never any expletives were said, but I assume if they had been and it was an open meeting, we would have heard about it in the media. Well, but President Obama didn't have the same sort of Oval Office meeting that President Trump did. He uh, There's a, a hip-hop artist named Common who is, compared to Kanye West, pretty tame, uh, yeah. who came and participated in an event, a poetry event, with Michelle Obama. There was later, uh, in, in Obama's presidency, he had a, a, a gathering of, uh, of African-American, young African-American leaders that included some hip-hop artists, uh, but that wasn't in the Oval Office either. So it's a whole different sort of meeting as well. Now, I heard some uh, callers do uh, talk shows, conservatives, uh, saying things like, well, once again, our president, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. He, here he has outreach to a, a prominent African-American entertainer, artist, and uh, he's impugned in the liberal media, that sort of thing. Well, I mean, I think that part of the issue here, too, is it's not really clear what the point of this thing was, right? Uh, so ostensibly, he and uh, Kanye West were there to talk about prison reform. Uh, during the time in which the media was actually present, that wasn't a subject that came up at all, uh, except very shortly in passing. Uh, one of the differences between what the Obama White House and previous White Houses have done uh, with guests like this within the White House complex is they have a, 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 a set event that they're there for, right? It's not just that he's coming in and having a conversation in front of cameras. They're there to talk about a particular issue, and it's scripted, and, and, and uh, there's sort of a flow to the event itself. That's not what this was. This, this was not designed with any structure, and so in the absence of that structure, it was just Kanye West and Donald Trump talking, and this is what you get. Of course, uh, critics of both are going to say narcissist meets narcissist. Others uh, uh, read into it that Kanye West is looking for a father figure, and still others saying, 
well, whatever you can have outreach, even with people who are dissimilar in so many ways, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think that there is certainly a case to be made that having conversations between disparate groups is a, is a net positive and the sort of thing that America is uniquely good at in the world. Uh, that said, I think that your first point is very valid, too, that these are two individuals who are both very uh, eager to get attention and very good at getting attention, uh, who sort of spun into each other's orbits, uh, Kanye West, because it allows him to position himself as a contrarian within the hip-hop and liberal worlds, uh, Donald Trump, because he sees Kanye West as providing some validation to uh, rebut the argument that he has a problem with people of different racial groups. Uh, you know, they both see utility in one another. They both see attention uh, that can be gained from one another, and here we are. Do you see a certain symmetry that uh, uh, Taylor Swift came out politically in just the same week-and-a-half period. And, of course, uh, uh, Kanye West and, and Taylor Swift have been each other's nemesis for some reason. Yeah, it, it, it is fascinating. There's a very interesting point that was made by Matt Iglesias from Vox uh, on social media yesterday, which is that, that Kanye West has come out in support of Trump and Taylor Swift whose background is country music, and she's from Tennessee. She's not necessarily someone that you would expect to be terribly liberal. The fact that she came out in support of the Democrat in the Tennessee Senate race does reinforce that one of the main splits this year is between men and women. There's a real gender divide in terms of the midterms elections. Uh, but I think that what Taylor Swift did from a political standpoint, from an electoral standpoint, it's probably a lot more significant uh, and will probably have a much bigger effect for a variety of reasons. Although, interestingly, in that Tennessee Senate race, it uh, looked like the uh, Democratic candidate, uh, a former mayor of Nashville, uh, was doing well. I had a chance of an upset, and he's been falling behind lately. And uh, now I gather he's in even greater trouble because he made the uh, endorsement of Kavanaugh for Supreme Court, kind of doing the same thing that Manchin did in West Virginia, except obviously he's no not an officer. Uh, but uh, now he's getting hits from his volunteers who are, are, are upset with their candidates. Some are uh, saying they don't want to volunteer anymore. So uh, I guess that's the riddle of trying to uh, run a statewide campaign in the South as a Democrat. Yeah, no, I think that's generally true. And I think there was certainly a position that he could have staked out that was somewhat short of what he did. I think the mistake that he made is something that is somewhat unusual for this election cycle, which is there is a level of energy uh, and and sort of uh, demand for partisan fealty that has been less prominent in past election cycles. And so a candidate might have been able to better get away with that in the past. But Kavanaugh is such a polarizing issue. Uh, and so many people are really see this as a distillation of, of the political debate in the country at this point in time that it really was probably a, a, a fairly predictable misfire uh, to come out so explicitly in favor of someone who he didn't need to have such a strong opinion on. And one more thing, since you kind of cover the uh, intersection of uh, media and politics, uh, uh, stories that uh, Fox has been cutting back its coverage of live Trump rallies of late. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of hard to blame him. I mean, he has had a rally in, in more than half of the day so far this month, and it's sort of hard for Fox to cut away from its regular programming to constantly, every other day, spend an hour uh, televising his rallies, in which he basically says the same things over and over. But, but Trump is not stupid, and he knows how to negotiate the media. And uh, in short order, right after that story came out in Politico, it was sort of fascinating. Within literally an hour, there was a press release from Fox News saying that Trump was going to give a live interview uh, on the network. So Trump very quickly found his way back onto the Fox News there. Uh, showing how the president's so uh, tied to following every movement in media regarding him, especially on Fox. Okay. Well, have a great weekend. We had kind of a broader range interview, a little extra time. I really appreciate it, Phil.
My pleasure. Thank you, sir. Pleasure, uh, Philip Bump, national correspondent, Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com, live from New York.